All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What the fuckaholics? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckleberry fins? Welcome. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for joining me. Some of you may uh, be new to the show. Welcome. We do have quite a few new listeners uh, because of an interview I did last week. Today on the show, as promised, uh, the week following the presidential podcast, uh, Rich Voss. Rich Voss and I go way back. And Rich, Rich Voss is a, a comedian and a very decent man. And I enjoyed this conversation with him a great deal, and I'm happy to share it with you. Since I last talked to you, I did the Brooklyn Opera House, which was a, a spectacular and amazing and a, a real a high point for me performance-wise. And then I went out to um, Huntington, Long Island, also great. They gave me a brick. The guys at the Paramount in Huntington, are very proud of their venue, and it's a fine venue, a fine venue to do comedy in, a big venue, an old venue, a gutted old movie theater, uh, which is pretty amazing. Hold on, let me get the brick. Thank you for playing the Paramount Come Back Again Soon on parchment tied to a brick that on one side etched in it. I mean, they must get this done at, um, at like a place that makes gravestones or something because etched in the rock, in the brick, in the actual brick, Mark Marin, June 27, 2015, on the other side, the Paramount, Huntington, New York. They're very proud of their venue because it's a renovated venue and it's beautiful. And there's all this old detail to it. It's it's pretty pretty astounding venue. And and this apparently was a brick they, that was part of the venue. Uh, this is a, a brick brick. Now, I, I carry on luggage. And uh, I, I really didn't know where, you know, I got to be honest with you and with the people at the Paramount that uh, I didn't know if this was going to end up in the garbage because I like to carry on. And this is something uh, people should consider when they bring stuff to shows for me. You know, I can handle a record or two, but if you're going to bring a large painting, God, it sounds so, I'm just <sighs> mailing its best. But so I had this brick, but I'm like, I'm going to risk it. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm going to try to carry it on. Like, I, I know in the old days, a brick was is a weapon and probably is a weapon now. Not It's sort of old school. It's more of a weapon for destroying windows, throwing a brick through a window, taking a brick and hitting a guy over the head with a brick. Not as easy. It's, it's, it's weighty. But I didn't know if it was on the list of uh, dangerous shit. So I just went ahead through. I go through pre-check and then I put it through the scanner and they're, and they're like, you got to look in the bag. And I'm like, here we go. My uh, commemorative brick is going to be in the garbage and this is a horrible thing about having your name etched in something or your name written in things or something made out to you or for you if you throw it away it'll find its way back to you or perhaps it'll it'll hurt the feelings of someone who gave it to you and, and i don't want to do that i did not want to throw away the brick the tsa guy you know this dude like a stout dude little burly dude takes my bag and i'm like there's a brick in there he's like what i'm like there's a brick he's like a brick like a brick brick I'm like, yeah, it's a brick with my name on it. Really? I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a brick. He opens the bag and I take it out and I show him. It's like, I don't know. What do you think? He's like, I know who you are. And I'm like, so what? You're gonna? Can I take the brick? He's like, yeah, take the brick and you know, keep keep working, keep going, man. You're gonna be you're gonna be something. He said it to me. Okay, thank you for letting me keep my brick and and being supportive. So I have my brick. Thank you, Paramount, for the brick. And I was in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. My old man showed up in Red Bank, and I know some of you know the the stuff with me and my old man. Uh, you know, the in and out of it, the ups and downs, more like. But uh, we've been all right, but, uh, but I had to make some time for the old man, not knowing where the old man would be frequency-wise. 
And he sounded good on the phone. You know, he's retired and he's wandering. I don't know. It's, it's hard to be upbeat and miserable, but he, he does it. And maybe that's where I get it. I, I don't know. But, uh, but we go out to dinner at this place. Gatano's right there in Red Bank is my, uh, I have a part-time assistant. Frank, his dad owns that joint and said, go by there. I, I got to fucking tell you, man, you can't get Italian food anywhere like you can in like the East Coast, New Jersey, New York. I mean, there's just places, it's just places where it's fucking amazing. I don't know if it's the water or what, but God damn it, it was good. Chicago too. I'll, 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 I'll give Chicago, but that's it. Where the immigrant population of Italians has lived for, for centuries and generations is where you find the good Italian food. And also, I think New York water has something to do with it. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about food. I'm going to talk about my father. So I didn't know where he was at. So me and my dad sit down at this restaurant. He picked me up at the train station. And I can usually tell, I can usually tell where my father's at mentally and emotionally from about 50 feet away. Just by his posture, the aura of his energy, I can feel it because I know the guy's my dad. So I can feel... The suction of his sadness from about 50 feet. I could feel the the sort of uh, you know non-threatening uh, middle uh, frequency where he's just sort of like neither here nor there. And I can feel uh, the mania uh, from his his posture. I can feel all that because he's my dad. I can feel it 50 feet away. And I see him and I'm, I'm registering a little above just uh, medium. A little above medium. We're not, not, no darkness. And I'm like, great, this will work out. But still overcompensate everything's going great don't let him take a brick out of your wall don't let him take a commemorative emotional brick out of the fortress i have constructed for myself to live a relatively healthy life so we exchange pleasantries and we go sit down dinner and i and i i just you know i order some food and i look at him i go so so how you doing and my father looks at me and goes good fucking sick everything i've had it with everything but i'm good I'm good, but I've had it. I tell you, I've had it with everything. And that's it, man. That's it in a nutshell. That's that's what I come from. Everything's great, but fuck, I am I'm old, I'm I've had it. Is that a way of communicating? Is that the uh, the yin and yang? I don't know, but that's what happened. That's that's where it was. And he came to the show and I think despite himself, I, I think there's a slight difference. You either you either you either have parents that that are proud of you or you or you have parents that are impressed by you. Um, I think I have the impressed kind. My mom seems to, to tip into pride a bit uh, emotionally. My father's just impressed, which uh, I, I think is, is tentative. I, I think, you know, he's impressed, but, uh, but there's still room to fail for you. More tour dates. There's a couple more coming up. Portland is sold out for the weekend after next. But Colorado, I'll be at the Boulder Theater on July 24th, and I'll be at uh, the Paramount Theater uh, in Denver on July 25th. Um, so come if you can. I know I've got people there. I just don't know if they know what's happening. No matter what I do, the day after uh, I do it, people are always like, I didn't know you were coming. I don't know what I have to do. I've said it on my show over and over again. I tweeted. I did everything I could. Do you want me to come over? So I I'm, I had to do some organizing because the president came and I and I moved everything out of the garage, everything that was on the floor and a lot of that stuff was just piles and stacks of shit that I have, never, I have not gone through. And my filing is horrible. You know, I've got just papers and stacks and I save everything. And I, I today I spent some time with Frank, my new guy, and we, we just went through the filing. And I, it's unfucking believable what I save and what is emotional to me. Like I'm going through these files, I'm throwing shit away. I don't have to save everything, like pay stubs from gigs and, 
all the, the the weird detective work I had to do around my identity theft. I found the 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 three or four letters that were sent to me by the patent troll uh, harassing me to give them money, and I'm like, I got to do something with this. That thing is defeated. It's you know there was a victory to it, and there's just tons of other papers. I just don't need every doctor visit I ever did and the results of every doctor thing I ever had, and they're paying it's sort of like the, just a history of 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 panic and and blood tests. I mean, I found a, a monthly, I found, like, I used to get those calendars. I found one from 1991, like those monthly calendars that you write your shit in, because that's the way I could see it back then. And I found an address book that must be from around that time, like 90, 91. And it's just bizarre. I don't know if you have this shit, but there's a reason that you should keep it, because if you just look at who your friends were and who you were talking to, it's sort of fucking fascinating. Right there on the first page, David Tell's number, 25 years ago, Craig Anton, who I'm still in touch with, bizarre, my grandmother, oh, my grandmother, his address, that's sad, Brett Butler, Steve Brill, these people that I still talk to, Greg Barrett, Dave Becky, my old manager, it's just, it's, it's amazing how many people are still in my life. Holy jeez, look at that f- travel. Hilarious. Hilarious. I don't even, maybe you should beep that. I don't know. I doubt it. But this was this weird travel agency back before the TSA where you buy these tickets for almost nothing because they had some sort of scam going with other people's, you know, uh, frequent flyer points or whatever. And you'd meet a dude at an airport where he'd give you a ticket. And if you tried to change the ticket, you you were you know, in a world of shit. It was just this scam that Barry Katz had set me up with. Of course, Chuck Farnham. What happened to that guy? Bob Guccione Jr. Oh, yeah. I went to dinner at his house once. Frank Gannon used to book the uh, Tonight Show. This is bizarre, man. Janet, oh my God, I remember her. I had sex with her in Memphis, I think. Anyways, it's just sort of fascinating to see who my friends were. Oh, my first girlfriend's in here. This is, it's just, like this is before Facebook. I don't know where a lot of these people, John Stewart. Wow. John Stewart's phone number is in here from back in the day. The Nose Magazine. Trippy. Patton Oswalt. Oh, so this must be like 92. Anyways, friends. Jonathan Rosenfeld. That was a therapist I had in San Francisco. So yeah, so this must be from like 92, 93. Jonathan Rosenfeld. He was the guy that said to me, there's no such thing as boredom, only fear. John Stewart. I wonder if that number is still good. I should give him a call. I should talk to him. I guess it's on me, isn't it? Anyways. It's just weird that I saved all this shit and you can sort of track your memories if you can access them of people and places you've been if you hold on to these weird little artifacts. Yeah, that's right. 1991, I was making my living doing the Taunton Regency, which was a good gig. It was a hotel gig in a conference room. Probably made $400. And... uh Last week, I interviewed the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. I'll tell you one thing I came away from the president with is that uh, nicotine is a, an ongoing fucking nightmare. And I'm not, saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm chipping on cigarettes, but I'm chipping. All right? And if you don't know what chipping is, get hip to the old lingo from back in the day. I'm chipping a little bit, and I'm sorry. All right? Let's talk to Rich Voss. <laughs> I, I got to tell you this. What? Uh, you achieved something that I fucking, I, I dream of. 
I, I'm, I have a hotel by the airport. Yeah. You have a fucking billboard. It's so fucking big. For I, I mean, it's so big that it's probably the most exciting, one of the most exciting things you could have as a comic is, I mean, the fucking whole concept of a billboard stinks. I mean, you come right. out of the balls, but the fact <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know who picked that. I like to find them, but- It's colorful though. It's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's colorful. So is a Benetton ad. Yeah. So, but the fact it's, it's probably as big as any big billboard you can get. I've only seen one of them, and I got to be honest with you, I really wanted those. Like, it was not, it was like, I I thought that at least in this town, you know, in LA, yeah. can I get a couple billboards? It's the third season. You know, I said to IFC, it's like, you know, and they're like, it's not the most effective way to spend ad money. I'm like, who cares? It's LA. Yes. I'd like to be, I'd like to people to think I have a real television show. I had a billboard for a week in Vegas for a week. Yeah, but any fucking Bodak could have got that billboard because I was just Bodak because I was just working at the Palms. Yeah, you know, so I had a, a real bill not not the the club one. It yeah. was one on the street. Right. Okay, and it was I took pictures of it. But in life, you know, you work so hard, and little things like a billboard. Yeah is one of the payoffs. It's weird, it is. It's a fucking payoff, okay? Why should fucking Cameron Diaz have a billboard and not Mark For a Marin? shitty movie. Yes, for fucking something that's gonna go straight from the theater into the fucking- I agree with you, but there's part of me that knows, like, well, anyone can get a billboard. You just gotta get someone to pay for it. But yeah. but but the the truth is, like, I agree with you. It, it, it may be petty, it may be uh, uh, small-minded, but to me, a billboard was a big deal. It was a big deal to me. It's- I think Patrice, one of the reasons he didn't re-up with VH1 or whatever yeah. network yeah. was because they wouldn't give him a billboard in Times Square. <laughs> yeah. And he said, look, I want a billboard in Times Square. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, th this is the story of my life. I was working uh, the MGM Grand at Brad Garrett's room. When was this? Oh, recently? Uh, yeah, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Whatever. It's a good room for, for a comedy room in Vegas. Yeah. It's a good room. So you're doing, you're headlining? Yeah. What really? No, I was I was fucking middling. I was middling for a fucking juggling Jack Swersey. Uh Okay, I was fucking headlining. Really? Look at that <laughs> really? fucking face. Really? Uh, Thirty years, and I just worked my I'm way just to middle. Trying to set you up. I'm just trying to make sure everyone knows you. My <laughs> listeners are new to to Rich Voss. I want them to know. Uh, so I'm working there, yeah. and the billboard. You know, when they flash your work in there, it's yeah. a whole side of the building. I mean, it's probably 25 stories high. Oh. 20, I got a picture of it. It's, of you? It's, yeah, it's remarkable. It's a lot of rich. That's a lot, okay? And you I didn't know you could make insecurity that big. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The drool on the billboard that came out of my mouth looked like fucking buckets of water, okay? Because I'm a slobbering Jew bag. Yeah. So... I'm going, I can't feel any better. You know, yeah, I'm working yeah. Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it's not, look, it's a good comedy room yeah, out yeah. of all the comedy yeah. rooms. It's not a theater. I'm not, right. it's not, but I'm headlining and I'm in a good mood. Then, and this happens, this is my third time it happened. Yeah. My fucking manager calls me on Friday. Right. On Friday before the Friday in the weekend show. Yeah. Oh, your pilot wasn't picked up. Your pilot. Really? You couldn't wait to Monday. You couldn't wait to Monday when I Which got Which pilot home. was that? Bonnie and I did one for uh, uh, True TV. We got a couple going. Bonnie out. McFarlane. I want to make sure everyone knows. Yeah, yeah that's uh, my wife. But we, you Jesus, know, what the hell? The, why, why the fuck she marry you? Well, because I'm <laughs> fucking. First of all, I'm a genius. That's one. <laughs> second of all, second. Of all, I mean, that goes without saying. I don't fail. You're a okay? sweet guy. Okay, and yeah. uh, 
I don't know. It's so weird when we started dating. The first time I met her, and I've told this, I was at the Comedy Cellar. I'm on Last Comic Standing, the first season, the good season. What's the age difference? Oh, oh God. What? Uh, what? 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 Uh, Was that a reasonable question? Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. I look at you. I'm know. a failure at relationships. Yeah, but failure. You, but you look great. You're slim. You look great. You're no. older than me, right? Probably. Yeah. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. Uh, don't you hate when people answer a question with a question? Well, you've done. How old am I? I'll be next month. I'll be 58. Really? Yeah. You look great. Thank you. I'm but 51. So 51. Yeah, but you look good. You uh, know, but, uh, you're fucking. You look better than me. You're, uh, you've got that 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 sort of rugged Jew skin. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of dark. Uh, a little I, bit. I, I play a lot of golf though. That's why I get dark. Well, I I am dark. I have an olive skin base yeah. from you know from when I was a kid. Yeah, from being but, that, that kind of Jew. Yeah. Yeah. So Bonnie, I met her. I was at the comedy cellar. She yeah. came downstairs. And I knew of, uh, okay, even before that, yeah. uh, uh, Mark. She was cute, Mark Cohen. Mark Cohen. They were dating. Okay, so Mark Cohen, after he did uh, Make Me Laugh, yeah. they did some live shows, right? Yeah. Some live, so they, it was, a couple, couple of them were me, uh, Mark Cohen, and Joey Vega. Right. So we went and did corporate, live, whatever. Yeah. So I'm working with, with Cohen, and he's miserable. He's fucking miserable. I go, what's the, uh, me and my girlfriend just broke up, this and that. I, I knew nothing about it. Yeah. We just broke up. He's heartbroken. He's fucked. I go, look, I've been through divorce. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You'll get through it. Yeah. You'll get through it. You know, but he's going through that right then. Yeah. The, the fear of, uh, the, you know, the. The you know, abandonment. Well, horrible feeling. Yeah. Heartbreak. And, and, and all that, like, just change. And yeah, yeah. You get comfortable being yeah. uncomfortable in these relationships. Yeah. So, and that's all 12 step talk yeah. that I didn't make up, right. but it's true. You get right. comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, the in patterns, life. the patterns. Yeah. So, he's breaking up with her. Years later, I'm at the comedy cell, ready to go on stage, and Bonnie walks down the stairs and says, Oh, you're that guy in Last Comic. Yeah. And, and that was the first scene. And I'm looking at her, I'm going, Oh, you're the comic that. That's gone out with other comics. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, you know, no, but not she me, looks not me. But she looks hot, and uh, she watched my set, yeah. and I kind of fucking I didn't I, I I didn't bomb, but it wasn't a good set. Yeah, she even left in the middle of it. Really? Yeah, it wasn't good because I was too nervous because okay. of her. Yes, I wanted to impress. Her. I was on a date too with a hairdresser from the View who was very attractive. And, and, but, I, and but I, somehow or another Bonnie just forged you. Just came you, in. And you're gonna, now you're going to fail in front of two women. And now Bonnie comes down the stairs, and my first thing I say to her is, yeah. she doesn't even know me. She goes, oh, you're on Last Comic. Yeah. I go, oh, yeah, I know you. I, I'd hit on you, but I'm on a date. That's yeah. the first thing I ever said to her. Yeah. So already she thinks I'm a creep. Yeah. So uh, I call the club the next day. I ask Esky. I go, Esty, I go, yeah. can you give me that girl's phone number? And Esty called Bonnie, and Bonnie said, do not give him my fucking phone number. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. I went down there. I, I, you stalked I went down, her. I went down another night. You stalked her. She was there. Yeah. So we went out for pizza. Yeah. We, You know, we had pizza, and, uh, you know, cut to me uh, going down on her in the car a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then she, yeah. she takes off. So You went was, down on her in the car a little bit. Yeah. That was the first date. Like that. That's unorthodox. That's what you went with? I'm going to go down on her 
in I the car. I have to show it out. I'm a giver. Right. Okay. okay. All I right. Didn't, okay. I didn't ask her to go down on me. Yeah, I want to yeah, show yeah. her, hey, look, I am a giver. <laughs> That's why she married you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of comics would, or guys would go, blow me, not me. No. Okay. I'm, you I'm set them up. On, you <laughs> set them up. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> You're a real prince. <laughs> well, I you went down on her in a car. Okay. I know. It was a Mercedes. It wasn't a crappy car. It was a nice car. Back seat. So you got in the back. No, the front. I like to crawl under the dashboard. Okay. I, I, I'm really good at, at, at doing that. So uh, then we just I started dating a little. Uh-huh. Like when I come to LA, we'd fool around. She was great. I can't, this was, she was perfect. I was in LA taping something. Yeah. I'm staying at a great hotel. Yeah. She came over in a day. Yeah. We went to the pool. Yeah. And we ended up going to my room. We had sex. Uh-huh. And she got up and left. Yeah. And you, nope. that was so respectful. You I, thought that was the best I, thing. Are ever. you crazy? Yeah. She left. Uh, and I walked her down to the car. This I, sounds like love to me. Going out, going down on her in a car. <laughs> you fuck her after hanging out at a pool at a hotel, and she leaves. You're like, I'm in love. This is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. So, all right. So okay. now these two incidents happen, mm-hmm. and then and then you and Bonnie just start dating. We start dating, and what's the name of your podcast? My wife hates me. Yeah. My wife hates me, and that, that's. Our radio show that we do on Tuesday nights on Sirius, and we did a pot. The pilot we did that one was called "My Wife Hates Me." But now on- let's go back though, and then we'll we'll bring it all back around. So the first time I met you was probably nineteen eighty eight or eight, probably nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, at Nick's yes. Comedy Stop. You had like long, like a mullety Jerry curl. Yeah, almost. Uh, that's how my hair grows long. I, I love Roger Daltrey, and I'm glad my hair grew like that. Right, long. but yeah, and but he put stuff in it. There was goop in it. No, it maybe was, it looked a little oily to me. Man, it might have been. And I was you, a greasy person. Yeah, and then you had you wore. I think you wore one of those like those Italian horn necklaces with the little you know the little curly thing. You know the thing. I, there was no way I would possibly have a horn necklace. I, it was probably a, a high. It was a high. I mean, you I know got, the horn I'm talking about. Yeah, I know the horn. I got you know. Oh, Jewish you got star. Oh, Jewish star. Maybe a high. Yeah. And you were, you know, you had the, it was the late 80s, so you, you yeah. That's yeah. my grandfather's dog tag from World War One. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Isn't that cool? Round dog tag. Yeah, World War One. So, so, like, what? how long have you been doing comedy at that point? Because you were kind of, like, at Nick's, I, I think we, we, well, I don't know, you were, you were doing sort of, you were, like, you were angry, you were tight, you know, you were, you were, like, you were intense. Okay, when I worked Nick's, see, I think... But you were doing, I, you were kind of dicey. I, yeah, I know, and that, that's what we got to get to at some point because I heard the podcast where you had dice on, and you said that you opened the door for comics like Voss and yeah, this yeah. and that and that. And I'm not at all, but I know what you're saying. It's an East Coast attitude that makes you feel it's dicey. And I was probably a little look. It you don't find your voice for I don't know how long it takes you to really find your voice. Twenty years. I mean, I went on. Me. Yeah, it took twenty me, years. It took me a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, I went on. Say, I remember in the beginning, I was running around. I thought I was Robin Williams. Then I would pace. I thought I was. But Bill when did Hicks. you start? I I guess I'm 29 years sober, so I guess I've been doing it 32 years. So you were all right. So you were like 25, 26. Where where did yeah. you live? In Jersey. Where in Jersey? Yeah, in Plainfield. That's where I, you grew up. Yeah, yeah, and it was. It was a predominantly black town neighborhood. I went to a school, you know, all, all, I grew up in a black neighborhood, uh, you know, and then I, I mean, I got- Both your parents are there? No, divorced. Divorced from day one, from you know, since one. I was a little kid. That's why 
I love. I'm, I'm going to talk about talk about this later. I'm speaking at uh, uh, rehab today. Yeah. Some place promises. Uh-huh. I'm speaking there, and 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 your whole life as a child is formed. You know, two and three. And my parents got divorced. I guess I was in third grade, fourth grade, and I I would come home from school every day, every day, and listen to Von Meter album. The, okay. the, the, the fir- Jack JFK one? Yeah, the first family. Yeah. And and I, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And all I was doing was covering the pain from my fam- parents' yeah, divorce. Right, right. And I didn't know that as a kid. But you, would you have a relationship with both your parents, though? Now or throughout and- life? Nah, I mean, look, I broke the uh, chain of dysfunction with my kids. My parents were fucked up as when we were growing up. What'd your like, what'd your what'd your mom do though? What'd you do? What, well, my what? mom struggled. She had three kids. Luckily, you know, what okay, you and two sisters, a uh, sister and a brother, older brother, younger brother passed away a year and a half ago. Sorry, and uh, and uh, thank you. And my older sister, who's a very successful business, very very successful. You get along with her? Kind of, yeah. I wasn't real close with my family because. Our parents didn't bring us close. Yeah, as a family, you know what I mean. Like so there was no was off doing their own shit. Yeah, there was no, there was no, no nuclear. There was nothing. It was just every man for himself. And where was your dad? Uh, he lived in New York or L.A. What did he do? Well, the second after he divorced my mom, yeah. he married a lady and lived in Woodland Hills. Yeah, uh, and then they got divorced. He moved back to New York, dated this one lady forever. Then he married his third wife, who he's been married to for 30 years. Still alive? Yeah, he's in his 80s. My mother's in a nursing home, uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. Shot out. What'd your dad do? He did everything. He was a scam. He did sales, whatever fucking scam. And then he ended up as a travel agent the last 20-something years. A big, you know, but not just flights, big vacations and stuff. So, So growing up, you're wired at two, at, by at one four and two or five. Yeah, right. You know, you don't ha- you, you, you don't have any foundation. Yeah, you know, you're, you're. I'm living in a neighborhood. My kind of my front door is white people. Yeah, my back door is black, all black people. So I, I I didn't feel good enough to hang with the white people, even though I didn't realize that their lives are just as fucked up and dysfunctional. Yeah, but I felt a little better than the black people down there. You know what I was saying? Right. So that's why I I, I I drew there. Because I thought it was, I I'd be accepted. Do you see what I mean? In the black neighborhood, yeah, more yeah. accepted. Yeah, because I was right. But then we all ended up kind of hanging together anyhow. So that's where that's where I was. And now you're at the point in life, uh, growing up, you're doing everything for attention, but it's negative. Right. You know, my parents were fucked up. Like my father would come see us two, three times. I mean, every two or three weeks. Yeah. You know. And then when he get there, my mom would have him arrested. She would use us as pawns, you know. Here comes Daddy. Then out of the bushes, the detectives fucking arrest Why, him. Why for money? For child support. Yeah. So you're thinking, well, who's who's more fucked up? Him not paying, or her for using us as pawns? You right. know what I'm saying? And and one time, my my mother took my sister, myself, and my brother to my grandmother's house on my father's side, and just knocked on the door and said, "I don't want him. Take him." Now, as a fucking kid. That's quite. That's abandonment. Yeah. When you hear your mother go, I don't want them. Take yeah. them. And and it's because back then they didn't have the tools to say, Hey, I want to go out tonight. Can you watch my kids? Oh, they, she oh. didn't mean permanently. She just meant. Yeah, it's just yeah. But you don't know that. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. you don't know that. All you know is 
take yeah, these yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah. You know, and just a couple words right. could change the whole course of I your think mind and I life. think that's probably true. But I mean I think yes. that recurrence of behavior, the like the, the patterns yeah. have to stick. You know, like yeah. I mean that probably hurt your feelings. But I mean just the the emotional patterns that are always there are what fucks you up. Yeah. Like, I mean she she set up my father a couple of times. I remember one time from Jersey, we took the bus all the way to New York. Yeah. At the Port Authority, got out. My father was there. Then the cops arrested him. You had to, we had to fucking take the bus to New York. You had to, you had to put us on a bus, all of us, and take us to fight. You couldn't get him arrested halfway in Elizabeth or somewhere. What the fuck? It's an hour, hour ride on the bus to see daddy. And you're so, you know, it, it was so fucked up. Because, and two, as a, as a father, see, I broke the fucking chain of dysfunction with my kids. I was the complete opposite of my parents. You were aware of that. That, that was, was part, of, part of your agenda was to do that. We did some TV show. I don't know. I think it was Louis Anderson's show on the fucking pier, whatever. Yeah. And they needed baby remember pictures. That. Remember that? I think it was Comedy Central or whatever. They go, we need baby pictures yeah. of you. And I went to my father. He, go, he had two fucking pictures of me. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. I have hundreds and hundreds of my kids. Hundreds. Yeah, my and dad was absent emotionally too, but not like as bad as that. Yeah. And but also you're all excited to see your dad and then he gets busted. You didn't know that he was going to get busted when he went no, to New York. No, I wasn't in on the setup. <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> but, you know, and it's funny too, as a parent back then, like I said, they didn't have the tools yeah. that we well, have now. that's forgiving, which yeah. is good. Uh, I remember he would come to my house, he yeah. would come to our house, and, and, and it just didn't fuck your head up. You know, I'd curse at my mother, whatever. So he'd walk in my room. He'd smack me for cursing at my mother. Give me a lecture. And he's a guy you'd never uh, see that much. Yeah. He, he tried to get it all in on right. one fucking visit. Yeah. S smack me, lecture me, take me out to eat, give me money for toys, goodbye. Yeah. You know, hey, thanks. Let's get it all in on that in three fucking hours. You know, thank you. Uh, you know, yeah. whoa, no fucking problems here. Okay. But when did you start, like, you know, like, what did you have to go through? So you're hanging out with the with the black kids and, and you're, 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 you're trying to figure out who you are in this world. Mm -hmm. When did you start using the drugs? Well, we then I started hanging with the hippies in school. We mixed it up, you know. Back then, it sure. was. Like, you I just guess, didn't know who the fuck you were. Well, no, you you grow into different sure. stages of your life. Yeah. So you, the the black stage ended young. It, it ended probably around sixth, seventh grade yeah. after sports. A lot of it was uh, 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 revolved around sports. You were a sports guy. Yeah, we all in the neighborhood. We played sports. We yeah. played other neighborhoods, right. basketball, football. But yeah. you know we. It was all sports. Right. You know, at that age, we weren't doing anything. Right. You know, we'd break windows or yeah. break into a house here and there, but we weren't real bad kids. Yeah. Uh, so it was based on sports. And Breaking we, into a house, pretty bad. And we stole fucking sandwiches and, okay, and Hot right. Wheels. All right. Uh, we just, <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, big, <laughs> no, no big, no jewelry heist. No, no. Sandwiches and we, Hot Wheels. We took Hot Wheels and made lunch. Just things you could use. <laughs> so Nothing you could fence. We, uh... And then you you move on. You go to junior yeah. high school and you start hanging with these other kids. But those kids, they're all potheads or smoking, sure. getting high. Yeah. You know, you're going from one dysfunctional group to the next. Yeah. So, and, and that's, yeah, I knew who I was. I was a, a, a troubled person trying to get outside of myself and sure. bury whatever pain, you know, and yeah. be, before it was with negative attention, now it's with getting high. And then... And, and, and you know, it started smoking pot, going to the parties, yeah. and and next thing you know, 
uh, I, I'm doing coke and I, uh, I'm trying to deal. I owe everybody in town money. I mean, I was Wait, at what up. year? When was this? Junior uh, high school? High school by high school. Junior you're, high you're was borrowing pot. money for drugs. No, that people would front me it. They would, you know, they give you. Oh, you're gonna a sell pound it? of coke. Selling it? Yeah, sell oh, it, and then yeah. I fucking do all the profit. And, oh, and or or the coke. I remember. I mean, I did so many fucking scams with the, co the coke. So you're selling coke in high school? No, that was out right when I got out. It's bags of it, pound of coke. No, not a pound. Know, not a pound. I think I've just, seen a pound. Not a pound. I never. No pounds of pot. Oh, okay. No pounds of coke. Okay. I'd be dead. I would be dealing with cartel. <laughs> They'd kill me. You know. And I had. I got out of school. I quit school. Yeah. Quit and, high school. Yeah. And I had. I had a big. Why'd you quit? I, that must have been a fucking horrible. Because I never went to class. I just went there to party and socialize. I didn't. What'd fucking, your fucking mom do when you quit school? She didn't give a fuck. No one gave a fuck. No, what the fuck? I mean, I, I, I was. Were you out of the house? Were you working? I started a. Well, I went to school yeah. until twelfth grade. Right. And then I left. I just went to school to sell pot, and I know, but I didn't know. You left in twelfth grade. Yeah, when they, I went, when they graduated, yeah, I was supposed to go back one more year, and, like, and I drove into the parking lot. And I said, "Get me the fuck out! I'm out." Yeah, and 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 I was a pretty good carpenter. Yeah, and I worked for my grandfather who remodeled houses. Yeah, and I started my own business when I was twenty one, twenty two, painting houses basically. Yeah, and carpentry, roofing. Yeah. But when I was twenty two, I had seven guys working for me. Yeah, I, I was a good businessman. I knew how. Yeah, you know, I I had the one of the biggest painting businesses in town doing Victorian houses, yeah. beautiful three, four colors. I'd have three crews going, you know. Yeah. But I was a fuck up. I take I, I take the money, deposits, and buy Coke and yeah. party. Yeah. You know, I, I knew how to sell. I yeah. knew how to sell and to get the gig. To get to get to get the house like yeah. I would go in the winter. Yeah. I would go in the winter and I would line up all the houses for the spring. Yeah. And people would give me deposits in the winter, and I, you know, I'd fucking blow it because I didn't have, you know, rent, yeah. partying. Yeah. Then it came time to paint our house. You know, I fucking say Benjamin Moore paint, yeah. but I pour like four dollar paint into Benjamin Moore cans. So you're, you're cutting the paint too. I was fucking. Cutting I, the, I was cutting the paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, cutting coke. And, and but the business I had a great. We did great work. Yeah. I mean. Fun the funeral homes in town and then it just fell apart because of drugs when did you meet your first wife after i got sober oh yeah yeah so the drugs escalated it, from party and coke yeah then to i started comedy and, wh and where'd you start uh i booked a couple one-nighters what did you what did you didn't do open mics you didn't do nothing oh yeah you? yeah I, yeah i went to uh, there was there was like one open mic but then i realized if i book some one-nighters yeah i could host them and get on stage right and make money at the same time so you so booked I, uh you book headliners yeah i booked some rooms in jersey and i had guys joe bolster dennis wolfberg uh-huh fucking mulrooney came right yeah and he brings his this opening act and this opening act goes i don't know if you know this but i work catch a rising star okay so you're lucky i go look you're making fucking 60 dollars shut up and yeah. it was fucking jenny Rich right? Jenny? Yeah. <laughs> Mulrooney brought him as his over. Yeah. I go, look, well, you're making 60 tonight. Uh, like, I didn't know him. Yeah. You know, I had Jack Cohen, who was real energetic. I yeah, I remember him. He's, yeah. he's a showrunner, I think. He's a writer. Yeah, yeah he was Tonight for show. Tonight Show. Yeah. I had Max Alexander. I gave him his first paying gig. Show. I gave yeah. him, yeah, his first, Max pay, Alexander? his first paying gig. I had Rob Bartlett. I had 
I mean, big, big acts. At that time. Yes. Because you're mentioning names I bet no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Max Alexander. What yeah. happened to that guy? Huh? <laughs> I haven't seen him in a long... He's got to be out here. Well, Rob Bartlett. Yeah. Where's Rob Bartlett? Well, no, he does IMAS. He does radio. Rob Bartlett. He's does. been doing radio forever. Yeah. Nice guy. The yeah. nicest guy. I mean, yeah, Mike Langworthy, that are all Steve Scrove, and all these guys became Scrove, right, he's writers. Yeah. You know, they became writers. So you were uh, pulling these New York guys and booking these rooms so yeah. you could do 10 minutes. So I could host. Yeah. And then there was other guys that booked rooms like me, like Phil Selman, Dennis Ross, all these guys. Yeah. Joey Novick. Yeah. So I would trade them work, and they would give me work at their places. So you could oh, you could feature there. Or or host, right? I would have them host my room, and I host hers. So now I'm starting to starting to work, you so, know. So it's so like a one nighter network. Yeah, it was all one nighters. Yeah, Bellaccio had them, Jerry Stanley had them, which I, I where I, were these? I, where were these? Where were they? Where throughout the Jersey? But what what kind of rooms? Bars? With yeah, hotels? bars that did comedy bars, and but some of them were great. Yeah, some of them were really good. So you were a one nighter booker. I booked one nighters. Yeah, couple, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to make money on this, so yeah. I went into places. I go, look, do you want to run comedy here? I can get you to comics. Yeah, and we'll do Tuesday night. So this you were like, a guy. There was a time where people were like, you ever done Voss's room? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to be a comic. People wanted to come. To, it was easy. You go from Jersey, just go to Jersey, yeah. drive in from New York. Like there was a whole network of gigs. Like because yeah. they, they're not making a fortune running around club to club. Why not do a no. one nighter in Jersey? So you're 25, 26 years old. No, I got to be 28. I think. Okay. 28, 29. Yeah. And then I just started working. Then I hooked up. Doing going on the road doing MC gigs. Yeah. Like for Sandy DePerna. And I'd go to Lubbock, Texas. Sandy DePerna booked uh, uh, Charlie Goodnights. And and she booked uh, 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 Richmond uh, downstairs. Yeah, 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 the Virginia, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I hooked up with her yeah. somehow. Then I hooked up in Texas. I did some uh, good humor bars. I worked with Hicks like a, a couple times. At the, at the workshop or the comedy? No, good humor bar in Lubbock, Texas. Oh, okay. And somewhere else. Yeah, how was a, that? It was amazing. Hicks... I we went into a Seven Eleven and something happened and his girlfriend was breaking up. To, well, whatever happened to him in Seven Eleven, he went on stage the next night. Yeah, and did probably ten minutes on this, and I'm watching. I'm going, I'll never be this funny as long as I live. Yeah, and I don't even know how long he was doing comedy at the time. Yeah, uh, his girlfriend well, he was back in Texas, so he's probably in his twenties. Right? Yeah, his girlfriend broke up with him. Yeah, he was miserable. It's a true story. He wanted to pick up a hooker or something. He yeah. Goes, so we get in a cab. He goes, you want to ride with me? I go, okay. So we're in a cab, and the cab dri cab drivers took you to prostitutes in Lubbock. Yeah. They knew. So this is, he goes to the first place. Uh, the lady opens the door, looks at him, goes, two year two, you're too young, and slammed the door on him. Right. Gets back in the cab. The next place the uh, cab driver takes him to, the lady opens the door, looks at him, goes, you're a cop, slams the door. And he does a whole bit on how even hookers won't fuck him, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching this guy, and it was, I'm just amazed at how good he is. Yeah. Back, you know, he was so far. People listen to him now, these comics, they go, oh, I don't see it. Well, guess what, you fucking idiot? It was 30 years ago, okay? It, or 25 years He's, ago. He had a real clarity and, and yeah. a real like kind of like confidence to his delivery and yeah. a very you know poetic way of looking at things. And it, it, even when he was improvising, it was so well put together. Yeah. Yeah. But just his cadence yeah, too, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. way he Good moved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, at, I was at Catch a Rising Star one night and 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 Brenner went on in New York. Yeah, yeah. And David Brenner. What went was on. this? The eighties. Yeah, it had to be eighties. Yeah. Brenner went on. Yeah. K 
killed. It was David Brenner in yeah. the prime. Yeah. So now Bill Hicks goes, Bill Hicks is next. Yeah. And he walks on stage and his opening line is, you know, growing up as a comic, I would see Robert Klein and David Brenner. And I'm thinking if these fucking guys can do it, so can I. Right. That's right after Brenner. <laughs> then he's doing the whole uh, Nancy Reagan anorexic cunt yeah. bit and yeah. all this stuff. People are flying out the door like they yelled fire. Yeah. Right? The girl that's going on next after him, uh, Jetta Jones. Yeah. She's pacing. She's fucking a mess. So he gets off and Hicks, I swear to God, he comes up to me. He goes, what the fuck went wrong? <laughs> he couldn't understand. <laughs> he couldn't understand why he emptied the room yeah. in New York. But the funny thing is, too, like he, he, didn't know. he emptied the room. He had a hard time in New York. They oh, didn't know yeah. what to do with him. No. But it, it, it's so funny. Just the, the business and, 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 and the whole business is, is in a nutshell is what the one creative director said to him, this is the, he emptied a room and the creative director said, you could work here anytime. Yeah. Anytime you want, you could, because he's Bill Hicks. Right. And he's got that, that reputation. He's Bill Hicks. Yeah. You could work here anytime. Right. So, uh, you know, so then, now I'm doing comedy. I'm so, I got into Danger Fields. Yeah. Hiram got me into Danger Fields because I, I give him coke and yeah. party with him. Yeah. Well, first Heenan got me into the, uh, Dave uh, Heenan? Yeah, into the bitter end. Oh my God, I haven't heard that name in a long Dave time. Dave fucking Heenan. He does cruises. Still alive? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Heenan. Uh, he got me He got me gigs at the bitter end in New York. Uh-huh. Then Hiram gave me on a danger field. Yeah. And so would Heenan. And then I, I never, passed I never the worked there. Dark place. Depressing. Yeah. The it's improv. Depressing. You know, I might have done The improv sort of. was, was still like going? How how yeah. how good a shape was it in? It was it it was cool. It was a cool room. So it's the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and and when I did Nick's though, I would I I was on drugs when I was doing Nick's. You were? Yeah, I was I was a coke addict. I would do coke with all those. I buy coke from that guy in the that they killed, The guy they killed up there. I don't want you know yeah. the Mike. Yeah, you know I do drugs with uh. I was a, I would stay at the Biltmore yeah. right behind or the the there was a crack hotel right behind the comedy connection right and i'd go up there and and i just i was fucking horrible i, I mean i got so many bad drug stories from boston i met a girl i'll tell you the story i met her at plums i'm doing a one night at plums i have all this money i go where can we get coke she goes i don't know i go i do and we drove to new york from fucking worcester i fucking spent all my money I got to drive her fucking back on Sunday and still finish my... I'm right by my house. I got to drive back to Boston. Uh, my nose starts bleeding, pour, pouring out. We're trying Now we're trying to get heroin in fucking Hartford. We just want to get anything just to come you know, down. Come down. Uh, and, and I drop her off and I do one more night in, in Boston. No fucking money. And I drive home. My suitcase is closed in a fucking shopping bag. And, and I think I ended up going to rehab maybe a couple weeks after that what year would that be uh 29 years 29 sober. years sober 86 so so i saw you were sober at nicks dude was i sober yeah, because i wasn't working until 88 okay so then yeah because that's when you gave me the barbecue shirt yeah the red bones yeah uh -huh. yeah uh i don't know we kind of hit it off i got along with you yeah, you yeah. seemed like for some reason there was a couple people i hit it off yeah. with in boston yeah you know well, you're like newly sober how do you yeah. like that you're all tweaky I, I left out the whole Frankie Bastille, you know, all those what stories. What about Bastille? I, I ran with that guy. Well, because he would take young comics under his wings. Right. And then, but manipul manipulate them yeah. as much as he could to get drug money. money. Yeah. 
heroin money. Yeah. I he drove was, him once. I picked him up. He wrecked his car in Mystic, Connecticut yeah. or something. I picked him and Karen up. And I didn't even know what was going on. Drove them to the Lower East Side. He scored heroin, got yeah. back into my car, sweating. We went to Jimmy Tingle's house, not expecting us. And, and Frankie bangs on the door and says, I got to take a shower. Tingle, who's sober. I mean, I got Frankie's story. Oh, so I I mean, we, we took, I've told this story a million times. We were in New York. We're doing a one-nighter. Yeah. I'm driving. Yeah. We pick up this comic. Yeah. Do the gig. And on the way back, we're supposed to drop him at the improv. I go, hold on. We're going to make a couple stops. Yeah. So I drove up to Harlem. Yeah. Right. And fucking... You know, I'm buying crack. Yeah. You know, there's fucking guys running you around with knives. smoking the crack. I was that a cracker. was a crack, yeah. yeah. Uh, or freebase, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then so he's like, get me the fuck out of here. Get me, you know. And then, uh, you know, it's just a little white kid from Arizona. Yeah. Uh, doing a one-nighter. Yeah. And then Frankie, we, after he dropped me off, we go, one more stop. And we went to the Lower East Side. <laughs> and Frankie dope. got heroin. So now Frankie's in the backseat shooting dope. Yeah. He's fucking panicking. Yeah. He said, can you please drop me off? I go, yeah, we're done. And it was it was Spade when he first came. <laughs> I just saw him last night. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw it was him. <laughs> right. And when I, 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 I saw him, I saw him at the cellar like maybe yeah. four weeks ago. Yeah. He goes, you guys held me hostage. And he even remembered a gig we did. It was BF Packies, yeah. a one-nighter for Gary Grant. So <laughs> Frankie- Terrified him. <laughs> he, terri- he was just some little white kid doing yeah. props. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a prop. He yeah. did props. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome and, to comedy. <laughs> welcome to comedy. So we took him hostage. Yeah. And then I started running, you know, now I'm working, getting spots all over. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking horrible headliner with energy. Mm-hmm. Just whatever it takes. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, I stick When I a- saw you, you weren't moving. Like you said, you went through a Hicksing. It must have been before. When I saw you, the first time I saw you, yeah. you were smoking on stage in yeah. between jokes and you were standing real still. Yeah. Which is, I think, why I made the Dice Association. No, it's probably, I was probably in my deadpan Right. Stuff. That, I think that was it. I kind of... Because I, I liked writing deadpan jokes. I just didn't know how to do it. So funny because so many people go through a deadpan thing. It's a, yeah. it's a control thing. Like, yeah. you know, you don't, you know what I mean? You, you know exactly what that tone is. You're just going to yeah. drop the shit. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't yeah. have to get behind yeah. it at all, really. It was so, if you're riding in a cab and the driver goes in reverse, does he owe you money? You right. Know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah. bought a wood stove. I only got to use it once. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, they were so easy to yeah, write, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you thought you were Stephen Wright, but he was so fucking clever. You couldn't be Stephen Wright. Right. Because he was at another level. Yeah. You you, you could be his that kind of delivery, but you could never be as so, brilliant as he so was. So you got sober. How long before you meet the woman who become your wife? The first Oh, wife? so this is... I, w- I was off on a Sunday night, and they had a one... They had comedy night Sunday night at a place in uh, called... Uh, uh, Charter House or yeah. Gus, whatever in Jersey, and I went to go just hang out with Paul Lyons and watch Paul Lyons work. I remember him, nicest guy. guy. He's out writing or doing whatever. Wasn't cruises. he in a cult for a while or something? Well, was he There's, Paul? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody. Else. I think he just came out like bisexual oh. uh, online, which doesn't mean maybe anything. that was the vibe I was getting. The closeted Funny. vibe. But he was the he did the best Barney Fife. Okay, he did the best Barney Fife out yeah. of. So I went to hang out, and there was a girl sitting at the end of the bar. She looked like uh, uh, T- Cheryl Teagues. Uh-huh. She was fucking so beautiful. Yeah. And I either bought her a drink or said, let's go out to breakfast. I took her to the diner. And then, Did you tell her you'd, you'd give her a head in the car? No, this was, I, I wasn't, no, no, not with her. You didn't have to. <laughs> but, that, oh, wait, wait, no. let me back up real quick. Let me just back up real quick. Go down on your car, in the car <laughs> after we eat eggs. Wait, let me, let me, let me back up. When I got out of rehab, I yeah. had like four or five months sober. 
I was doing this other club, White House, White House Station or something. Yeah. I met this girl, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Mark, you couldn't have been any better looking than this fucking girl. Yeah. Prom queen, head cheerleader, yeah. Vala, whatever they yeah. call it. Valedictorian. Uh, Valedictorian. I mean, everything. Yeah. She lived up in the hills. She had a built-in pool, a pool table. You know, this is yeah. like the fresh air fun to me. This yeah. is hitting lotto. Yeah. This fucking girl is smoking. Yeah. Out of her mind, eating disorders. Yeah. Out of her mind. Yeah. Just complete crazy. And her history, I know why, I don't want to get into it, but she was out of her mind. Yeah. And I'm in this relationship, four months sober, and I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. But I've never had someone that's good looking. I know. Yeah. You know. I I married one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. But it was total insanity. I mean, we fought... I was jealous. I still am in life. I still got to work on jealousy. It's yeah. a fucking horrible thing. It is cancer. It's just it's distrust. It's distrust. It's insecurity. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's also too my my mom. Uh, Are you talking jealousy in relationships or jealousy in general? Well, in general, I'm working on that. Yeah. That and and in relationships, the distrust is yeah. what I got from my mom as a kid. Yeah. Doing what she did to us as kids. Right. But she only she did do the best she could for a single mom back in yeah yeah I hear the sixties. Okay, so uh, it was a crazy, yeah. just crazy. You know, we got in a big fight one day, and she called a friend, coming, and she goes, I'm going to kill myself. Well, I, wait till your friend gets here, because I'm yeah. going to get in fucking blame. <laughs> just insanity. Always <laughs> watching your back for this. Yes. You know? I'm not going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Can we get pictures of you doing it? So <laughs> yeah. is there a video camera around? So I got out of that. Yeah. I, I could not let go of this relationship in my head. You know, she was crazy, but I, I, I was, I'm, my mind's so mixed up. I did drugs for I how many I years? Think, but look, what do you mean it's mixed up? It's emotionally is what it is and where yeah. you come from. I, you know, the crazier ones leave the most impact and you can't, it's hard to let them go. I don't know how not to be with a crazy person. Yeah. I still, I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's, but when they leave, when you get out of that bad situation, you're going, why am I feeling worse? Right. Why am I feeling worse? Well, you, you worse? like the engagement. Yeah. Com- being comfortable in uncomfortable situations because yeah. that's what I grew up in right. an uncomfortable life and if you don't have it yeah. you'll make it you'll that make way. it yes a hundred percent a hundred percent you will yeah. fucking twist things and yeah. fucking throw a monkey wrench right. it's just the perfect that's thing true, in life man. I just you just do it yeah you do it and, and, I gotta and fight that every day it, because how can I fucking sabotage this I'm not good enough but it, but right but it's not but yeah. it's a weird way to look at sabotage because it's not just sabotage it's sort of like how can I get back to my comfort zone of feeling like a fucking asshole and yeah. having chaos around me yeah because it's going too good it's too smooth. But it's I just not what I'm used to. You're not comfortable yeah. with. It. You don't have to. You don't. Yeah. You're, you've never experienced that. Is it like yeah. joy and that kind of shit? It's like, ugh, ugh. it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's uncomfortable because yeah, you don't know it. Right. You don't know it. Right. It's just like if I walked on hot coals right now, that would be uncomfortable because I don't know it. Right. But but it's yeah. interesting to look at self sabotage because self sabotage is you're always easy to blame yourself. Like, I'm going to fuck yeah. it up. But wait, the next. The, the the thing behind self-sabotage is like, I need to get back to what I'm used to. Yeah, but it's not only that. It's let me let me do this so when they say no, it's because it's I made them say no. Yeah, I have control of it. I, yeah. I'm the reason they said no, not because of them, because of what they see, because they don't, they don't know. Yeah. And I'm talking mostly, you know, right now I'm talking uh, entertainment. Or, right. Um, they don't know. Jobs. They don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Right. Okay, so this is how I'm doing it my way. Right. Even if they tell me to do it their way, fuck them. They don't know. Well, that's, but that's, yeah. I was just talking to my brother about this this morning. Yeah. That's the way fucked up people parent themselves. 
is they, yeah. they say they, they stink. You know, yeah, because yeah. Cause this, is, this is my boy, your mind, because I've talked about it with other people. When your parents are not present for you emotionally or otherwise, you know, when you're a real little kid, you got to think your parents are the best because they're your parents. Yes. So if, if they're not, if they're fucking up, the only person you can blame is yourself. Be like, and then you carry that with you. That's how yeah. you treat yourself. That's your total center. Damn, right. Is is that's your? I'm fu- I fucked it all up. Yeah. Uh, oh. So and and you, and you do it and you and you try to. F- you try to fight. Hey, how? Do not fuck yourself. I was in a meeting once with Bonnie, and she's just the same. She's fucked up in her head. She's got to be as a comic. We're in this fucking meeting. You couldn't be any more any white guy, the Asian guy, the black guy, and, yeah. the, and the lady, or whatever colors they were. But it was a mixture. Executives, exactly. Talent. And, and the first they said to Bonnie, "Where are you from?" The first line she says is, my mom's pussy. Uh-huh. Okay, why would you say that, okay, <laughs> to these fucking squares, okay, that want to give us a deal or want to work with us, and that fucking meeting was out. But she's she's even worse. I mean, she's fucking worse. So that's why I love her, because she's fu- so fucked up. Like, when we find the same victim together that we can attack as a team, yeah. it just brings us together, like, the love. The joy in your the heart. The joy in our hearts when we're going when, after when the, same, the person, same person. When we're fucking in the car going, oh, this is, you know, and, and we'll go, you know, uh, on our radio show, we'll attack some or a podcast, whatever. So let us let me try to get back to where I was So at. you had the bad thing with the with the anorexic With the girl. anorexic. Yeah. And I met my first wife, Kelly. Cheryl, Cheryl Teague at the end of the bar. Very nicest girl, but she had... Another one, great person, great mom now. I was just with her last week. How old is that, your kid with her? I have two, 24 and 22. You have two kids with her and one with Bonnie? Yeah. Okay. But she was she was, she was was married at 17 to her first husband. That so you have a kid work. with him? Yeah. So she's I had got... a stepkid. I had a stepkid. Okay. So that's, uh... She just got into wrong situations, and she, I guess, had codependent issues in life. Yeah. You know, and I'm not a therapist, and but- then we got married, had two kids. I'm working, doing fucking one-nighters, doing whatever I You're can. You're staying sober, though. That's pretty yes. amazing. Yeah, I'm traveling. I did this fucking gig. I'm in, now I'm doing road gigs. And I remember being in uh, Florida. Just, uh, I, I, I drive down. I get there. The gig is, it's like a, uh, there's puppets behind the curtain. It's yeah. a Chuck E. Cheese, right? right? This is, I'm going, <laughs> this is fucking... I, and, and all I hear on the radio that week, yeah. and I think it's with her or my, one of my girlfriends, uh, uh, Colin Quinn and Mario Joyner are taping their HBO specials in Miami. Yeah. And I keep hearing that, and I'm like fucking want to blow my brains out because I'm doing a puppet house, you know, but I'm not as good as them. I'm yeah. not as good as a comic as they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm scared they're going to do their shows and come in for pizza and see me. And... <laughs> So I do this fucking horrible gig. Then yeah. I do uh, a gig in Homestead. Yeah. One Yahoo's. I fucking 45 minutes fucking bomb. A bomb. Then the owner yeah, comes. Yahoo's? It, it, it was a bunch of Yahoo's. In, yeah. in the, the owner comes up, big ex-cop, grabs my hand, holding my hand. After, says to the audience, I think you were very rude to him. Apologize. He'll do another 20 minutes. I don't even have it. I... <laughs> So I fucking, that was a nightmare. Then I had to drive to Key Biscayne, right? This is true. Apologize, I'll do another 20. So I'm in Key Biscayne. I'm fucking at my breaking point. Some girl comes walking by the stage in hot pants Mm. with a wooden leg, and she starts heckling me. Like, come on. Who makes this up? right. And I'm fucking losing. I I attack her. I'm driving. You attack her. 
I mean verbally, yeah. not yeah. physically. Yeah. From the stage. Yeah. I go, I'll beat you with your fucking bad leg or whatever. Yeah, I don't right. know what I okay. said. It was yeah. 30 years, 20 years. I'm driving home back and on uh, the radio comes Homeward Bound by Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> and tears just come <laughs> pouring down. Tears. I'm just fucking crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Because of all, all of it. All of it. And I got these kids at home and a fucking uh, house in a, a house in a blue collar area where people are driving by do get out of the neighborhood. Really? Yes. It was right by Pennsylvania. It was real blue collar. The guy next door that lived next to me his nephew had a big fucking swastika how'd you end up on... there the houses were cheap it right. was towards pennsylvania all right i don't fucking know my i follow my ex-wife you know i just didn't i couldn't i couldn't make a decision a smart one you know a rational one because yeah. i'm still i still have the mind maybe of a 20 year old because what do i have four years sober Five, you know, whatever. Do, a lot to do in that yeah. early sobriety. Yeah, I have four or five years sober. I meet somebody. I've and never you have two owned kids a house. right away. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking, they're the greatest man. The, they are just the best. How kids, old now? Twenty four and one. Twenty four and twenty two. I went to my one daughter's graduation on Friday, and my other daughter graduated last year early. My twenty two year old graduated early. Dean's list all the time. I mean, and, and she called me the other day. She moved down to Houston with her boyfriend. She quit her job at Macy's. She calls me the other day and says, I was offered a job, 50000 a year. She's 22 yeah. in fucking Houston. That's worth 75000 in New York. Right. You know, and whatever. And I'm just, I'm so proud of my two daughters. They're, just, they're good kids. They've never, ever seen me high. They've never seen me drunk. I used to take them to meetings when they were young because yeah. I had them in the day. Yeah. My life was my kids. Right. Okay. So you get a good relationship with them. Yeah. You know, and with the ex-wife too. Oh yeah, when Bonnie and I got married, uh, I I moved close to my ex-wife. I moved two miles from her so I could be by my kids. I I always lived close to my my kids, and then my ex-wife got remarried to a Canadian, and I moved two miles from them, and then I got married to Bonnie. We had a kid. She's and, Canadian. Yeah, it's we, bizarre. I, I know we turn each other <laughs> off to Americans, or we both went low budget. So. <laughs> But my ex-wife used to babysit our our daughter. So that that divorce was an acrimonious. Yeah, because she was already divorced once. We didn't have anything, any money or anything. Yeah. So we did our own contract. Yeah. You know, we, and we had it notarized or I whatever. I never hear that. Yeah. Well, we didn't have anything. Well, yeah. You've always you've always done well. Nah. That when the first divorce, I had nothing, and I just gave it to her. Yeah. The second divorce was a disaster. Well, I, I, your career, I've always admired your career because you always worked. You always. Ha- yeah, but I, I mean, was it was it was kind of scrambly. I mean, I got like TV yeah. gigs and stuff, but yeah. I was you know as a comic, I wasn't making a lot of money. And the first oh. divorce, I I wrote that book, but I made thirty thousand dollars for that that for that first book. That's yeah. all I made, and uh, you know, and I gave it like whatever I had, I just gave to her and said I'm sorry, and I, I entered that second thing with nothing. Well, but now I don't want to bring up names. Was your f- first divorce? I didn't know in your no, second you, divorce. You knew Mishnah, yeah. I yeah. Didn't, you didn't know uh, Kim, no. Oh, okay. They're both so, all right now. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't talk to, to Mishnah, obviously. There's she, no reason to. But the first one, she I see her because she's my, my, she's my brother's first wife's best friend. And they have my brother has kids. Yeah. Or whatever. She, I see her family things. Yeah. She's doing good. And I think Mishnah's doing good. Well, and you didn't have kids, so you, no, you could easily nothing, break away. Yeah. I knew that for the rest of my life, I'll be dealing with, with my ex-wife. So I go, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I said things that I shouldn't have said. We had, you know. Right. You know, and and I apologize to her. I go, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I'm fucking Gandhi. I made mistakes and I was an asshole too. 
you know. But, but the bottom line was it didn't get it didn't yeah. destroy the kids. Like you said, no. this is an important point was that you know you set out to do it differently yeah. than your parents. But I also see right a hundred percent. You're right. And even 100%. in the divorce, you you had a commitment to your children. Yes, and, and you didn't let you, even the divorce destroy that. Not at all. My wife, I would have them in the day, and then my wife would have them at night. And you know, I'd spend Christmas Eve. I'd sleep there. We we were back and forth, me and her, sexually and dating. Yeah. You know, she kept me on her insurance for five years. Then she said, "Look, we got to finalize this." You know, because yeah. we stayed separated for five yeah. years, but we did a lot with our kids together. Right. Or I have them. You know, and throughout this whole time, and I, I pass over this. When I was twenty one, I I had major anxiety attack, and I went to the hospital. But back then, they didn't know what anxiety was. Yeah, they gave you a fucking Thorazine Haldol. Yeah. They thought you were nuts. Right. So, yeah, crazy shit. I mean, I was just—I thought I was losing my mind. And I have anxiety in life. Then, when I was forty, my—I watched my kids every day. Yeah, they were out of the house in school. You know, they're yeah. in school now. Now I have the whole day. What am I going to do? Yeah. And I'm going. I'm forty years old. My career sucks. Yeah. I have nothing going on. And the anxiety came back really bad. Yeah. And I was ready to quit comedy or. I didn't know what oh, I was going to do. Start painting again? I didn't fucking know. I was just so scared. I had that moment like uh, yeah. five years ago, where yeah. you're like, "I'm not. I can't get work. What are you going to do?" It's it's in, it's, it's insane. I go through that now. Yeah. I fucking I go. I can't. And and listen, I built up a pretty good fucking resume, and I don't fail on stage. But there's some fucking cocksucking headliner that will do it for twelve hundred dollars yeah. and go in. But a lot of these clubs aren't smart enough to figure. You know, what I want, I'm going to sell that many more tickets. Right. But that's besides the point because I'm a survivor. And you're, like, you're a survivor. Yeah. You figured out a fucking way yeah. to, to do it on your own terms. Yeah. Everything I do, or we do, me and Bonnie, or we do several, we made our own movie. No one fucking, we made this movie. And it's a fucking hit. It's it's a hit on, on, Netflix? Net, on Netflix. What's it called? Women Aren't Funny. It, you know. I've done four CDs all myself. Sure. Okay. Uh, our pilots, we write. Yeah. We come up with the ideas and pro- just, I can't tell me production companies want to work with us. So you create your own fucking destiny. You don't let the business do it. That's why I used to love like uh, Dane and all those redneck guys yeah. and all that. I'm not, whatever they did on stage, I can't tell you because I yeah. never watched. Right. I never, I couldn't tell you one joke from Dane and I couldn't tell you one joke from Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Or, but what they did that I respect is went around the business and created their own opportunities. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and I feel that in life uh, as an entertainer, it, there's there's no ending to what you can do on your own. You know, I'm not going to let fucking the improvs fucking dictate. I won't do them. You know, I won't do it, them. it just, uh, I would if they call me. They just won't call me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you're doing theaters. You get to do theaters now. Yeah, it's just new. That's the new, yeah, that just happened. It's the first time. But it, it's it, great. It, I, I got no complaints uh, occupationally. I'm yeah, happy to be you're making here, a living. You're doing I this. But you know, no. like I always see you. The one thing about you, you've always been a very decent guy. Thank you. And that, but that's a lot to say. You know, you, you, you know, we, we. There's a lot of monsters in this business. But you're oh, a sweet guy. Thanks. Well, yeah. It, because, <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but it's fine. Well, true. because you know what? Here's the, in this business. But the, innately, you're a sweet guy. You care about people. You know, you took care of your kids. You're always straight. You know what I mean? Like you've got your demons or whatever. But yeah. you know the relationship with your daughters. Now you have a new baby. What's that like? How old's that kid? She's seven. 
How's that going? She's great. She's so funny. She's the fucking. <laughs> she did this. Oh, you want to hear a funny story? We yeah. were. She's. Uh, we're in uh, Amsterdam doing this festival. Yeah. So whatever. Fucking the Fly by Night festival in there. Yeah. So, uh, me, Bonnie, and we brought Raina. And so I'm talking with Tom Rhodes. Yeah. And, and then Bonnie later says to me, uh, "I don't think Tom Rhodes likes me." I go, "What the fuck, you?" Nah, he, he he's always talking to you. I, I just don't think he like. Look, I've known Tom forever. Nah, he just doesn't like me. I don't think he likes me. Yeah. I go, well, you're wrong. Yeah. So later on that night, I had another gig, and Bonnie and Raina went back to the hotel. Yeah. So Raina, Raina goes, "All right, watch this, Bonnie. Uh, I'm Tom Rose." Yeah. And she goes, "I'm Tom Rose, Richard. I love you. You're the greatest. You're the best. Hi, Bonnie. You are." <laughs> <laughs> was Tom Rhodes fucking <laughs> ignoring her. Yeah, I, 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 I you are so funny. You're so good. Hello, Bonnie. And and she kept, and it was so fucking bit. funny. She, she did a bit. She writes bits. She's seven. She said. She said to Bonnie. She said, uh, "You should go on stage with a cast on your arm, a cast on your leg, roll out in a wheelchair, and say to the people." Uh, you should feel sorry for me. I'm married. <laughs> she knows your your stick. <laughs> she's fucking. She's great. She's so much fun. Yeah. She's seven. I I like. I can't. You hold her and you kiss her and yeah. you play. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just a fucking doll. Yeah. She really is. Uh, I don't have a lot of time for her, but you know, <laughs> no. Bonnie's raising her. You know, because I'm on the road trying to. You know, earn a living. Yeah, Bonnie. She has a book deal. She's got so much fucking heat right now from this movie and. You know, she's just. Well, she's good. You got, but you guys are good together. You, yeah. You're good. The relationship solid. Yeah, we fight. We, we you know, two comics. You know, you no, know. But crazy. I mean, but I mean, but you're yes. good. Yes, we're good. Yeah, ten years, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. We work. We have our own separate careers. We do stuff together. We, you know, I have to work on jealousy issues. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, resentment, anger, Bi jealousy. like business or, or, or like dudes. Both, both, yeah. both, both. Especially even business too. Like you know, it's hard when they do. You know, when they're doing. Well, she's than getting you. all this heat. Yeah. I'm going. You know, we did a pilot. Why can't we? Why can't we be more pimp like it and say like, "That's right, baby, bring the money yeah. home." Wait, we gotta be like, "What about oh, me?" No, I don't what want. The fuck is wrong with it? I don't want the fucking money. I don't care about the money. I want. Look, I have to have one fucking TV show before I quit this fucking business. Yeah. We did uh, the pilot with True TV. Yeah, I, I go. This is getting picked up. I, there's a couple. So I've now done we're back in Vegas. So you're you're at no. Brad Garrett. No, so no, but it didn't get picked up. But next thing you know, True TV's calling Bonnie to do a bunch of stuff. I'm going. What the fuck? Did they hate me? But was this the pilot when you were about to do the weekend? Yeah, yeah, at yeah, Brad yeah, yeah, yeah that, that pilot. That's the one they called yeah, and said it's called. not happening. Yeah, we did yeah. one ten years ago. For we we've done a bunch of. I've done. Whatever. You know the deal in this fucking business. Sure. It's so hard to get a show on TV. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, you know, she's so good with the kid. I'm bouncing all over the place, but she's great with our kid because she's, she knows how to make crafts. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's, she's a mom. How's her mom? How do you got, how the grandparents? Well, your they mom. love, they, well, my mom's out. out. Your dad's but, out, right? Yeah. No, yeah. my dad's still. He sees functional. the kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you You're know. okay with your dad? Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's a little bit of a narcissist. But, yeah. uh, you know, he's in his 80s, so I, I try to bring the kid to New York as much as I can. It's not a lot, but he'll but see you, the kid, yeah. But you're okay with him? Yeah, what am I, yeah. You I, made you know, amends? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, my mother's in a nursing home. I go, look, I love you. I'm sorry for 
she doesn't can't talk back. Yeah, but I guess you know. Right. Uh, you got it. It's so hard. My sister is hanging on to resentment and anger more than I am. Yeah. Uh, but I realize they did the best they could. I guess. Yeah. Or they just didn't know. Right. They didn't that's, fucking I think that's know. That's better. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't do the best <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah, right. You're right. That's. A, I hate that fucking saying. I did too. You're right. It took a long As, time. Yeah. I, I hate that because people used know. to say that. Like, they, they, I don't know if no. they did the best. No, they, they, you're I, right. I don't think they tried yeah. at all. I think I, they just took it for granted and they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, I don't. Always, you're right. I don't <laughs> always do the best I can. I could have the other day stayed home, but I went right. and played golf. <laughs> I would just got back. I just played on the road. Yeah. So you know, the like, you know, best you can say is like, "Look, they fed me, I yeah, survived." Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, here's I had a sneakers. house. Yeah, yeah, that's the best they could do. How about how about maybe a, you know, it's so fucking unbelievable. Ray, my daughter doesn't realize how much shit we do with her. Mm. My our parents didn't do that. Yeah, we play sit and play games with her. We take we've taken her to fucking Europe, Florida, here, there, all over. Yeah, she sees the world. Yeah, she sees comics. Did, She's. How about your older kids? They get along with the kids. Oh, they the love baby? her. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. My older kids are great. They yeah. love her. They're yeah. good kids. Yeah. You know, they'll come over. I mean, they. I do have to pay them when they babysit, but they're good kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, it, they're, they're just good. I got, you know, they drink, they party right. like like normal. Right. You know, they're not full blown alcoholics or drunks right. like me. Right. Uh, I don't think they do any type of drugs. I'm yeah. pretty sure. You yeah. know, they saw. They you working so hard, not, you know, yeah, right? They they know, heard so it. They well, go either way, you know. It goes yeah, either way. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for addiction. No what one do, knows. So, what are you doing out here? So, I came out here. I'm doing. Uh, uh, the, I, I'm supposed to work this weekend in a comedy club. So, I came out early to. I always wanted to do this, yeah. you know, and uh, do a couple spots, and then I, uh, I'm going uh, up to Ventura Comedy Club. Yeah. And doing that Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. I heard about uh, that place. It's supposed yeah. to be good. Hopefully, as long hopefully, 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 you know, I don't get there and the whole because I'm doing a door deal, you know. And next thing, well, these were all Groupons. Yeah, you know, you do a fucking door deal, and it's uh, it, I, you, know, yeah. you know, the door deals are you know, like, uh, oh no, no, this this is college night. Yeah, oh no, yeah. this is military yeah, yeah. night. So what this is, is the deal? What's the door deal? Two hundred, two hundred dollars. No, it's 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 whatever first fifty percent of the door. <laughs> yeah. But if half the door came in on fucking Groupon and passes, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I get to come out to California, hang out. I, I don't get out here that much. Yeah. You know, you know, because I'm on the road or I'm in New York. You know. So you can go speak tonight at a thing. Yeah, I'm speaking at this uh, at a rehab. Yeah, promises which, big rehab. Is it? Yeah. It's, well, I think I've heard of it. I've never yeah. been over there, but it's like I hear of it in people's stories. Yeah. And then, uh, well, you got people you hang out with out here. Oh yeah, tons. You know, I play golf out here. You do. You yeah. love golf. Oh fuck yeah! That's what I can I get five I hours. I don't have to deal with anything. I'm out there for people four love hours. it. I, I mean, I've talked to a few other people. You, who do you play with? Out here, I play with Court. This guy, Court McCarran. I know Court. Yeah, he's great. Or I'll play with Dunkelman. I love playing with Dunkelman. Yeah, because he's more miserable than me. Yeah, he's fucking. He's great playing with him. Court's a Court's uh, never. He's miserable, but you don't know it. He's such a waspy yeah. dude. Yeah, he's he could, you can't get any whiter than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's something. I'm sorry, he's he a good doesn't player. Work. He's fucking, he's like a scratch golf. He's like really good. It's unbelievable. He looks if, like he should be good. If he was that good in comedy, yeah. he'd be selling out theaters. Do you play with Kirk Fox? You know Kirk? I played with him once. How's he? I played with him once. He seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, he's, uh, a, good, he's a golfer and tennis yeah. guy. He's a tennis guy. Yeah, you play Ray Romano? 
No, no, no. That's out of your pay grade. No, I would play with them. You know, I just, yeah. you know, it's just said, how are we gonna? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I played last time I was in town. I love this guy, uh, Campanera. Yeah, John Campanera. John, yeah, Great from guy. Chicago. Funny guy. Funny from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I played with him a, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I fucking, he's funny, man. He I, is I fucking, really funny. I like him. Yeah. Uh, you he's know, been I, funny for a long time too. Fucking from day one, I yeah. met him. This guy was funny. Yeah, thirty years already. He's got to be huh? in it as long as you. Yeah, you know, it's it's guys and he's on the road all the time. He's right? doing you guys boats. Talking? Is he? Yeah, he's doing boats. Uh-huh. You know, it, it. You know, I was talking to a certain con. I remember doing a thing with Mendoza. It's good to know that you'll never be able to do boats. Right? I can't never do a boat. <laughs> well, one. I, I fucking, I you have designed anxiety. your act so you can't do it anywhere. No nope. fucking shitty comedy. Club. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, I could be sparkling clean. I could do. No, my you li- can. Yes, I, I, hundred percent. I could be. I won't be politically correct, but I could be sparkling clean. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing this thirty years. I, there's nothing I can't fucking do on stage. Yeah. There's nothing I can't do. Okay. I don't care if it's a black knife fight yeah. or a fucking Jewish bar mitzvah. I know yeah. how to fucking do it. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have four CDs. My last CD. I, even though there wasn't much, I took all the crowd work out because I just want straight material. Because yeah. I've already accomplished crowd work. Yeah, I know I could do it. It's a skill you well. need to. Have. It's a survival skill. Yeah, and I could do it as well as any comic, pretty much. I mean, Brogan was good sure. at it. Belzer was good at it. Right. Big J. Yeah. But I'd rather now just move on to Two material. Yeah. So to, what were you going to say about Dice? You, no, you know, oh, no. The thing is, I, I was listening to one of your podcasts and when I talked to Dice. Yeah, yeah, and I and I associated you with well a lot of East Coast. You, you, you opened the door for like guys like Voss and Florentine. I don't know if you said maybe, Florentine, maybe, maybe Norton. Yeah, uh, and and people. Well, people used to say, you know, they we compare me to Slayton. Yeah, not Dice. You know, because yeah. we did crowd work and we're both I love aggressive. Slayton. Yeah, he fucking called me. He, what a fight! Oh, this guy. He called me two weeks ago. He uh, he just out of nowhere. He goes, "Hey man, I thought of you." Uh, I got two tickets for Book of Mormon. I can't go tonight. Do you want them? Fuck yeah. He gave me two tickets, you know. To see the musical? Yeah. So who'd you go, with Bonnie? Uh, yeah, I took Bonnie. But it was right before Mother's Day, and yeah. I fucked up, and I should have said to Bonnie, guess what I got? I got you a Mother's Day present. Yeah, yeah. But then I let her know that Slayton gave it to yeah. us. Yeah. And, and you know, Slayton- You didn't fuck up. <laughs> Slayton is, you know, he's Bobby Slayton. He's, he, he's got his own legendary- but He's another guy. He's, just, he's a sweetheart. Like you, yeah. these guys, these yeah. venomous fucks. He's a doll. He's a fucking it, doll. Yeah, so uh, I, I compare to them, but you find who you are. You talk on stage. I talk, you know, I'll do some crowd work if it comes up. I'll talk about, you know, uh, recovery. I'll talk about my kids. I talk whatever. No, you know, I know, bits. I know. But like, I think during at some point, the reason I made the association well, was because I felt that it, maybe you were going through a little bit of that. Well, when you saw me back then, I That's mean, when, when we did that podcast, you got festival, something against Dice? Not at no, not at all. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I don't like him. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> fuck him. Matter of fact, when we were at uh, when we were at uh, uh Florentine's wedding, yeah, he goes, oh, "Comics, take a picture." All the comics, and yeah. Bonnie went to get in. And he goes, "No, just the guy comics." Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. So then, Bonnie did a joke, a Twitter joke. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, I, I something on the New York Post at Dice's, but it was a joke. Yeah. Said, then Dice is on fucking uh, O&A, uh, Trash and Bonnie, and, and Norton and Obi are going, no, you don't get her. She's yeah. being funny. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I, 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 look, I have nothing. 
it's a different life. I, you know what? He doesn't live in my head rent free. I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. He's got. He's he's a legend. Dice is a legend. He's yeah. sold out Madison Square Garden. Right. He has done things in comedy that ninety nine percent of comics won't do. Yeah. So you cannot take that away from what he has right. done. But he was in this rude business. to your wife. But he was rude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a whole different level. That's a personal thing. Sure. As a comic, he has accomplished right. What I mean. I, I could only imagine sure. selling out the garden. Right, right. So, but if you're rude, like this comic last week or two weeks ago brought my wife on stage and said, you might recognize her uh, from Two Girls in a Cup. Uh, and, and it's where, and, and yeah. then I saw him the other night. I go, and I, I go, you don't introduce my wife that way. My wife has, has worked hard enough to build a little respect in this fucking business. Okay, you're not one of our close friends. Yeah. If Bobby Kelly said that or Colin yeah. or fucking Norton. Yeah. You know. But you and, and I wasn't I wasn't like gonna fight him or me. And I just said, look, she's earned enough respect. She's done three Letterman's, HBO comedy central, she's fucking made a movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Treat her like a fucking yeah, comic. Treat, like a comic, not yeah. some fucking broad yeah. that, you know, oh, she's done you know, he goes, yeah. Did I say that or I Yeah, you said it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You and, know what you said. And Bonnie yells at me. Bonnie yells at me in the car. What the fuck are you saying? I go, you don't have to stick up. I go, yeah, I do because I don't want fucking people. You know, you're fucking. You're a brilliant. You're a genius. You're a great writer. She's. I'm telling you, Mark. If you ask her to sit down and write a fucking script, she'd have one out in a week. Yeah. Brilliant writer. Brilliant director. But a little bit. She's not street smart. Uh -huh. She doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she lets people take. You know, kind of, hey, can you help me with this? And she doesn't know how to say no. Yeah. She's a people pleaser at times. And I tell her, say no. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. Because they're just, she helped this one comic punch up a whole sitcom. She punched it up for him. He never even fucking thanked her. Never, yeah. You know, right back, you know, fuck these self-centered cocksuckers. It's nice to hear, though. It's nice to hear that you have this respect and this love and, and you understand it. And, uh, you know, it's nice. That's my, That's why she loves you. Uh, you know, we get along. She's uh, she's it, she's cool. It's fun to have somebody that gets it. Get yeah. you know what I mean? That yeah, she's you fucking. Seem, you seem great, dude. Thanks. She, she's fun. Look, <sighs> you're all right. You're all right. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, our podcast is fun. It's not this. This is fucking amazing. You get so many fucking them. Um, we don't get guests. We just do it in our living room. Well, this is my garage. What do you want? You see? Yeah, but they see come the house. Yeah, so I went there. Yeah, uh, your house I, is probably bigger than mine. No, it isn't. What are you talking about? Well, I have a townhouse. I have a two-bedroom house. I'm in a townhouse. How many bathrooms? Two bathrooms. All right, I got one bathroom. Yeah. Went, yeah, okay. guess what? You have one person. Okay. okay I have fine. three. Okay. okay, I got 1,200 square feet. I have a townhouse. <laughs> I got fucking neighbors. Uh, but I, I, I was, I was walking to your bathroom. I, I, and just like me, I, I saw what a obsessive compulsive jackass you are because all your shirts. We're hung the same way, <laughs> yeah. and they're all the same shirt. They're all the same fucking. I know. I, I, I know. That's what I do. Like, if I see one shirt I like, yeah, I have to buy every color of it. Sure. Well, I got, you know what's sad about that is like I didn't even buy them. I got them from wardrobe. Like I can't, oh, yeah. even, I can't even do my own shopping. Like the show oh, at yeah. the end of the season, I'm like, can I uh, take them? They're like, take them. I'm like, good. I don't have to buy anything. That fucking that closet, I built that for a girl, hoping that me. she cleaned the fucking, you know, put her shit in it. Yeah. She never did, and now she's gone. So I got this fucking closet. <laughs> That's a, that, when I started dating the girl I'm with now. She saw that closet, thought I was gay. <laughs>
It's fucking. <laughs> yeah, a, a guy shouldn't have that many closets full of clothes. <laughs> exactly. With the, in that in that order, like categorized. I, no, I do too. Yeah. I do. I got my. I, 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 everything's got to be in play. I feel yeah. like fucking Kathleen Bates from Misery. It's the only thing we can fucking control. <laughs> it's so little we can control. <laughs> All my sneakers face the yeah, same way. It's totally. it's just, it's just, do not. I can yeah. tell. I can tell if my yeah. wife fucking takes one of my belts or moves my sneakers. <laughs> yeah. This I'm fucking out. This is no bullshit. I had a white tank top like this. Yeah. And it's not in my drawer. Yeah. I, I have ripped the house apart. I cannot let. The, where the fuck uh, is my white? Did you? Are you banging someone that left with my white fucking? Right. You went know, there. My, you went there. It's a, I mean, yeah. I'll go to the far yeah. furthest. Where is my my cutoff? I had to buy another one. Just white. like it. Yeah. Well, it's not even the same kind. That one I. What love. happened to that one? I can't find. I don't know. Did I take it on the road and leave it somewhere? I don't fucking know. All I know is it's not there. And it's, so, fucking so few things we could control. It's, it's so few. When I was yeah. fucking locked into it. When I was twenty one, yeah, I walked in. I went. I sm smoking pot. This is I go into this ice cream parlor and I go, "Give me a cup of ice cream, you know, scoop of the yeah." So the girl behind the counter, sixteen, seventeen, out of high school, scoops me the ice cream, right? And then I'm like, "Well, I can't wait to eat. I'm so hot." The lady, the owner, comes flying out of the back. Yeah, and you know those little taster spoons. Yeah, takes out two spoonfuls full because it was two spoon, maybe one cents, yeah. one penny. Right, two. right, right, right. For thirty years, I went over my head what I would say to her if I went back in the time. <laughs> For thirty years, I could not let go of this. I, I'm going. I how the fuck does somebody that owns a business? Take out two taster spoons. One, I'll never come back. If I, I said, if I ever go back in time, I would say to her, it's against the health code rules to do that. Right. And I'm never coming here again. I, like, I couldn't say it then, but why would it's, that- You know what's funny to me is that you've been working on that line for 30 years and that's all you got? That's all I got. I said it. <laughs> that's all I got out of it in 30 years of her living in my fucking head over the two things. <laughs> <laughs> such a reasonable line. <laughs> you call her a fucking bitch or anything? No, nothing. I wasn't even. I'm just going. I'm never coming here again. That's all I came up with in fucking thirty years. All right, of, all right. This is fun here. This was fun. It was. It was good talking to you, man. Thanks Thank for coming. Thank you for having me. What a sweet fucking guy. Am I right? For all your WTF pod needs, go to WTFPod.com. Go to WTFPod.com slash calendar to see those upcoming gigs I got in July in Boulder and in Denver. Get on the mailing list at WTFPod.com and I'll email you every week. I do that. I, I let you know what's going on if you don't know enough already by just listening to me now. So uh, what have I got here? Here's what I got. Uh, you know, I got, I, I'm not a pedal guy, but people send me pedals. Earthquaker sends me pedals. And MXR... That's Jim, Dun Jim Dunlap Company. They uh, they got the Crybabies. They sent me the Crybaby Wab, but they asked me if I wanted something else, and I said, I'll take an MXR Distortion Plus. You know why? Because that's the only pedal I had in high school, and I was a shitty guitar player, and arguably I'm still pretty shitty. But they sent me an MXR uh, Distortion Plus, which was the pedal I had in high school. So this is an MXR Distortion Plus and a Telecaster, which was my exact setup in high school before I could play it all. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a wizard, but listen to this thing. Oh, boy. It's a lot of buzz. That's a Telecaster. I'm sorry. 
three-chord wonder. Boomer lives!